Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hey guys, welcome to season seven of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. Seven seasons. Wow. Just so grateful every day for what God continues to do through this podcast by bringing amazing guests who are willing to share their stories for each and every one of you who continually show up once to twice a week to listen to these episodes and for sharing them with your people, and most of all to God for just opening doors that I never thought would be opened. I'm grateful each and every day, and so excited for you to hear the story of the person on the episode today. So, let's do this. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to another week the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I have a treat for you today. Uh, My friend Jennifer Hand, we have been friends in the social circles, the writing circles, all the things for quite a while, but we actually finally got to meet in person in Tennessee at the Spark Conference beginning of March, and it was so great to finally meet her, and I asked her to come on the podcast today to talk about her story and also to talk about her new book, which we'll talk about at the end. So Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, it's so nice to be here. And it was fun to meet you. It's just the internet world is such a crazy place that is yes. actually small when, when it comes mm-hmm. to it. Really, it feels so big. But when we're united by a calling and the Lord mm-hmm. and then we get to meet each other in real life, it's just the most fun thing. So, so yes. happy to meet you. And my friends call me Jen. So you can call me Jen. That's All right. But yes. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it was great because these people that we've been we've known for years, like talking to them online and actually finally getting to hug them. Like, yes, it's please. The best. <laughs> Especially in times where nobody wanted to hug anybody, but it's like oh, and it. I'm a big hugger. Gina. Oh, me too. <laughs> so, me too. Yeah. I think I I think I honestly only lasted about a month and a half staying in my house during COVID. Honestly. Because then I was finally like, I can't do this. Like, I love my husband. I love my animals, but I need out. (laughs) I need out. Yes. I need out of this house. Absolutely. So will you tell them, my listeners, more about yourself? Sure. I live in Tennessee. So uh, excuse the spring sniffles right now is that (laughs) spring uh, season. But Tennessee, I am single. I have a twin sister who... I am just best friends with, born with my best friend, you know, and she has four kids, her and her husband have four kids. So being an aunt is my favorite job in the world. 
besides being an aunt with Coming Alive Ministries, I get to live my dream of inviting people to come alive in Christ because we have a God who is alive and we want to live alive so that people want to know him. And so I do that through counseling, um, debriefing after <laughs> natural disasters. Um, I do wow. counseling and care. And then I do speaking and writing and I have a podcast and I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I love that. And yes, I will second that being an aunt is the best thing. I have five nephews and a lot of my friends have kids, so they consider me an aunt to them too. And oh, I just love it. I just love the kids. <laughs> so mine, mine have four legs. So I have three of them with four legs. So those are my babies here. <laughs> uh, listen, I have no uh, animals to keep alive because I can barely keep myself alive. <laughs> So. <laughs> that's so great I I love your story and I can't wait to dig more into it so let's talk about let's talk about your freedom story well I accepted Jesus like ask him to be my best friend to uh, be my savior when I was eight years old so I grew up in church listening mm -hmm. to Salty the Singing Songbook which if you're not familiar was a hymn book that sang a cartoon and uh, I remember him singing about heaven and I'm like I want to go there you know so um I accepted Christ at a young age and um I'm just blessed by that like he I just fell in love with my precious woman's bible and the lord and um but I would say my freedom story became knowing all about the lord I, I knew he loved me and I believe he protected me from a lot of things. And I used to think maybe my testimony isn't very exciting because it's not like a, from drugs or, you know, rescue from this or that. But what my testimony is, is I call it my Psalms 139 journey where the Lord, I did not love how God created me or who I was. And I would walk into a room basically like, do you like me? You know, check yes mm -hmm. or no. And um, feeling like the answer would always be no. You know, and so I believe my freedom story really began in college where God just really began to teach me that one Psalms 139, which says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made our lives. He has a plan for our lives. He's numbered our days. He has a purpose in those days. And that it was personal for me, not just a scripture to put on a mirror mm -hmm. and believe for others, but it is true for me. And finding freedom day by day. And that is where God began to transform me that his word and what he says about who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me changed everything so that mm -hmm. now I can walk into a room and be like not do you love me but I am loved by God so how can I love you and that's a very different way to live not that I get it right all the time Gina but I try <laughs> uh, to ask the Lord to to do that in me that is so great and girl you and I I think are cut from the same cord because number one, Precious Moments Bible. Oh, well, you have one of those too? I, 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 well, I did have it until I let one of my nephews get a hold of it. And I don't think it exists anymore. Um, <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it every time. <laughs> but I had, that was my first Bible, New King James, Precious Moments Bible, first one. Also, walking into a room and thinking that, that, that speaks so clearly to me. So I know it will speak to a lot of people because... I think we all grow up with that or to some extent, especially if we tend to be a people pleaser, which I don't know if you are, but. Oh yeah. And I have to remind myself of Galatians 1.10 all the time that says, are you trying to win the people, the approval of man or of God? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have a book 
releasing in two weeks as of this recording. And I'm like really having to cling to that truth because I yeah. really would like five-star reviews from everyone. And I'm like, wait, that is not why I, off this is my offering to the Lord <laughs> and for him to use, not for me to please man. And it's just like a battle because we really, I mean, I love people and I want yes. them to love me back. And, and there's nothing wrong with love that love um, of people, but it's when it becomes an idol or my identity mm-hmm. is when it is I am in bondage. Yeah. Just like yes. the Israelite people were in bondage in Egypt, slavery, it was our slaveries look different in our sins, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus had, or God had, they're all the same God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, you know, Trinity. <laughs> um, but they had a plan of redemption and rescue for the Israelite people. And I believe that is an example of how God wants us not to wonder not to be in bondage in Egypt and not to be stuck in the wilderness, but to walk into the promised land he has for us. And that's the kind yes. of journey I'm on right now is Lord, I want to not miss one step of what you have in the promised land for me because fear has stopped me. I want faith to propel me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Has fear always been an issue with you? Okay. So my, it's funny. The, I, people would never think of me as being afraid because I'm not anxious. I'm not a planner. I'm very spontaneous. Part <laughs> of what I do with coming alive ministries is if there's a natural disaster and you call me tomorrow, my yes is already on the table to the Lord. So I will go to where mm-hmm. I don't know anybody, anything like I've ended up in Mozambique, Africa, not knowing a thing to help people find hope in the middle of a tsunami that happened or a typhoon. I've ended up in Ecuador after an earthquake. I've been in an earthquake, you know, so the things that people would often see as you struggle with fear are not the way it appears in me, but Mm -hmm. where fear can paralyze me is fear of success, fear of failure. And I really began to, as I took my journey of living with my yes on the table, I I answered this question for myself. And then I asked a bunch of other people to answer for them. Mm -hmm. I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of blank. And Mm -hmm. each of us have different fears and mine can be anything from fear of failure to fear of success, fear of provision. Um, And so writing this book, I realized like, oh, I didn't think I was fearful, but really fear can paralyze me and it can paralyze us. Mm -hmm. But faith is what propels me to take next brave step after another and um, move forward into the promised land God has for me. That is so great. When did you know that you were called into that type of uh, mission ministry? Yeah. And you know what? The thing is, we are saying yes to God on a mundane Monday mm-hmm. and on a Friday when you're like, oh yeah, I'll go. Um, and our yeses will look different. Your yes and my yes, but what is the same is surrender and trust mm-hmm. and running um, to the one that has called us and believing that he has already gone before us, is behind us, all around us. Back to Psalm 139. He's right. hemmed us in. He knows our days and um I have loved as I've taken this journey is seeing that I do not believe God condemns us for our fear, but comes alongside of us. Mm-hmm. And like Joshua 1, 9, where it's be strong and courageous for I am with you. And I yes. believe that I am with you is the part that's like, I, I'm with you, Jen. Mm-hmm. The Lord is saying that I'm with you, Gina, I'm with you listener. And you don't have to pretend that you're not afraid. Just go afraid because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So Uh, I'm just really interested and intrigued by um, how you head out to all these different areas. How did that start for you? That portion of my ministry started after I had lived overseas as a career missionary. I went to, I thought, live and die in Nepal as a missionary. Uh While I was there, 
about a year and a half in, the Lord really stirred in my heart. I didn't call you to just one place and one people. And so it was the hardest decision. My hardest yes was to leave there because I loved it there. Uh-huh. Um, even though it was hard, um, I knew I just came alive in my calling mm-hmm. there. And I didn't know what the unknown of the next would look like. So, but I knew obedience was coming back because sometimes yes to God comes with no to what we think often, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. (laughs) And um, so I ended up um, leaving Nepal, coming back home, getting a master's in trauma counseling. And then one day an earthquake hit Nepal and I speak Nepalese Mm -hmm. and I have a master's in trauma counseling. And so I was called up to go and to serve and to bring hope in the rubble there. Mm -hmm. And that is how God just propelled me into this ministry was not what I had planned. And isn't that true about God? He propels us into, and he often gives the promise first and the plan later. Yes. Like in Joshua chapter six, where they're told that the walls of Jericho are going to fall down. He gives them that promise first. Like I'm going to give you victory here before he tells them the crazy plan, that they're going to (laughs) walk around the walls. And um, so I have seen that in my own life. You know, the promise Mm -hmm. is he has a plan for me and he, part of his uh, plan is for us to make disciples in all the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the plan, sometimes it's maybe best that I didn't know. Right. I was just going to say that it's just sometimes that if we knew the exact plan, we probably wouldn't do it because then that fear and all that stuff and that questioning who we really are would start coming into that. Yes. Yeah. I I think that's why it's often a surprise along Uh the way, right? Yes. Yes. I know that's come alive for me with this ministry and with the podcast, especially in recent months with the podcast. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> and I probably, well, I did say no. I started out with no, and then it became a yes. And then it's been a yes the whole time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think some people, some people are wired like me who say no first and then say yes. And then some, a lot of people are wired like you that just say yes and just go, which I highly respect. And I think that's amazing. <laughs> well, I want to encourage the person that maybe says yes that that doesn't mean that you don't have fear because I'm not like some super human that (laughs) just really I have just seen the Lord show me what surrender looks like and it is a Mm -hmm. daily minute by minute surrender like like releasing a book is the scariest thing I've ever done Uh uh, because it's my dream it is the thing I've prayed about I had 11 years of no before God said this is the time this is yes and I want to encourage the listener that sometimes our yes comes with a long wait, but when we are Uh waiting, God is always working behind the scenes. And just like between Malachi and Matthew, there was a long period of silence. Mm -hmm. I say that in air quotes, but the whole time God was working his redemption story out. And so if you are a person that maybe already says yes, it does not mean let's, let's be real. You have to admit. And I think the most incredible of surrender and putting our yes on the table is saying, I am afraid here, Lord, I -hmm. am afraid. And I believe, take my unbelief, you know, I want to believe, help my unbelief. Um, That is what I'm learning is to just surrender, not only my yes, but my pride and say, this looks impossible or Mm -hmm. I'm afraid or what if all of those scenarios Mm -hmm. to the one who already knows that's in my heart anyways. Yeah, absolutely. You've talked about how God showed himself to you then and how he brought everything about for you. How does he continue to do it? 
Well, I am telling you that when you live with your guests on the table every day, I call it an adventure. And uh-huh. I think, um, like I said, it can be just your normal everyday Monday when, when you say yes to God, he completely just meets you in the mundane of washing your dishes and turns it into a moment where he, his presence, I love that his presence is with us. And uh-huh. um, so for me though, I find it as an adventure and every day is a little different. And so I continue as I say yes to recognize what is fear for me, makes me want to shrink back and hide. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite passages in um, Hebrews, it is Hebrews 10, I believe where it says, Uh, I'll just do some dramatic music. There we go. Um, Hebrews 10, 35, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward for you need endurance. And then it says, my righteous one will live by faith. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. So I just pray that Lord, help me not to throw away my confidence in who you are, not in who I am. um, Mm -hmm. And help me to not shrink back. And that'll look different every day. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that means stepping out there. I got a exercise teaching certification because I believe the Lord wanted me to step out there and meet people that didn't know him that are hard to meet in the line of work that I have as a Christian speaker and author. And um, that was a yes to God. And I'm going to tell you that the whole time I took that training, I was afraid. And then every time I would teach a class, I was afraid, but God just was like, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that can mean just stepping out there and talking to the grocery store lady and just being like, how can I pray for you? You know, so every day is a little different, but it's an adventure. And uh, I, for one, just really love that the Lord is leading on the adventure. And when I try to lead, it's just not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that passage is so good. That was Hebrews 10 35. You said, Uh okay. Yeah. That is such a great verse. Life with God is an adventure, especially when you do put your yes on the table. So let's talk about your book. Well, it's an adventure. I'm telling you, um, it was a, I had wanted to be a traditionally published writer for years uh-huh. and gone to all the conferences and met with all the people and got all the no's. And so <laughs> I want to encourage you that God's no, isn't always no forever. Sometimes it's just the timing and yes. God knew Um, the right place. He opened the door in the way only he could. It is the impossible story of God doing, making the impossible possible. And Mm -hmm. so I was able to speak at the speak up conference with Carol Kent and they asked me to do a keynote and I did it. And I entitled the keynote, my yes is on the table. And then I began to see people start to say yes to God. And I'm Uh like, this is exciting. Like if we are all saying, yes, the world is going to change. for the glory of God when we are living his glory in our story. So that began this journey. And um, in 2020, I was offered the contract for this book and it is coming out. I have it in my hands for the first time last week when I turned 40, my 40th birthday present was holding my book. And the book takes you each chapter answers. When I ask, I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of blank. Each chapter speaks to one of those fears going through the book of Joshua as they took shaky faith steps into mm-hmm. the promised land and then just, just go into the promised land, but they learn what does it mean to possess the promised land? And mm-hmm. so I take us on a journey of the heart and I'm coming at it as a person with you, not a person above you saying, do not be afraid. No. Hey, we all are in this together. How do mm-hmm. we move from here to faith? That sounds so good. I cannot wait to get that book in my hands. I'm telling you, that's awesome. And for it to come, for it to show up on your 40th birthday, how fun is that? Happy birthday, bye. Yeah, such a sweet gift of the Lord to 
to get that my author copy on my 40th birthday like so special and um I just decided about turning 40 that I wasn't going to grieve it. I was going to celebrate it. And I had a roller skating party. Yes. Nighttime music and bright leg warmers and pink skates. And um, just, <laughs> that's how I want to live life. Like, yes, to yes. the full. Um, and just holding that book was such a example of God's miracle working power and how he can take our little and he can do much. Just like he took the bread the disciples had and fed, he took the bread in his hands in the story of Mark chapter eight, I believe, or six. Look it up. It's great. Read it, Mark. <laughs> um, but it is um, where Jesus takes what the little the disciples had, just a little bit of bread. And in his hands, he multiplied it and fed 5,000 people. And God wants to take your little and do much. And his much is always more because they had leftovers. They didn't yes. just have enough. They had leftovers. So um that I'm praying that this little offering will start a yes revolution that will change the world for the Lord. <laughs> that is, oh, I just love it. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to the forties. <laughs> well, I'm enjoying it so far. So <laughs> when I turned 40, God was already working on me and I was in one of the best places that I've ever been. And so the forties have been great. So they're awesome. I, just love forties. <laughs> so let that be an encouragement to all of you who are listening. And I've talked about it before, but going into your forties, you know, more of either who you are or who God's making you to be. And so just walk in it. Like Jen says, say yes and walk and just see what yes, he's going to do. Good. Cause you never know what he's celebrate, gonna do. celebrate. Yeah. Yes. I know I didn't have the skating party, but I did have some fun stuff. <laughs> I love it. That's so fun. So you've talked about a few verses so far, but what verses really keep you anchored? I think right now, the one that is surprising, because like I said, I didn't really think of myself as a fearful person, mm -hmm. um, but Joshua 1.9 has just been such a gift to me because it was God speaking to Joshua before he was about to enter into the leadership journey of a lifetime. And he's taking mm -hmm. over from Moses who had like, brought the 10 commandments down and brought uh -huh. the people uh, through the wilderness, you know, it's big shoes to fill. And right. so I can just imagine what it felt like for Joshua to be told, okay, you're the next leader. And not only that, you're taking the people into the promises I have for them. And so Joshua one, nine, God says, uh, be strong and courageous for I am with you. And I just remind myself that all the time, Jen, be strong and courageous for I am with you. And that is just such an encouragement. And then the other is Romans eight. I memorized the whole passage and it starts out. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I mm -hmm. love that because the enemy condemns us, but God convicts us. And there's a yes. big difference. And um, the voice of truth versus the voice of lies and shame. And God always wants us to move us forward, and the enemy wants us to stay stuck. Yes. And so yes. I, I love how Romans 8 says that, but it goes on to say, Nothing, neither death nor life, nor anything in all creation, present nor things to come, uh, will ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is just, I mean, what is better than that? Nothing can separate okay. us from his love. So those are the two that really guide my heart on those days where lies feel louder than truth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Romans eight, that's been a huge one for me too. The whole chapter, like just go yeah, read the whole chapter. Just read it. 
how it says in Romans 8, the mindset on the flesh is death, mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And I can tell a big difference when my mind was set on the flesh versus the spirit and have to remind myself when I start to, oh, where is your mind right now? Where are your thoughts? Because uh-huh. the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And that's what I want. Right. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) So I have loved this conversation with you. I have loved the fact that you and I are kind of on a same wavelength in a lot of ways, which is awesome. (laughs) Whatever their encouragement would you have for my listeners as we conclude? So the last thing is I would encourage you to think about this question. What makes you come alive? I have an identical twin sister, but what makes me come alive is different sometimes than her. And so I invite you to ask yourself that question and then do some of those things because it is, I believe that the Lord will meet you there. And these do not always have to be spiritual things, quote, quote, unquote, you know, but what makes Mm -hmm. you come alive? And as you do those things and think about that and how God specifically made you remember that you have a God that is alive, who is breathing life into your life. And he wants to use your story for his glory. Amen. Amen. What a point to conclude on. Um, where can people find you? So you can go to um, comingaliveministries.com and we'll have my, what do you call it? Podcast. I was like, what is that word again? This thing, <laughs> uh, podcast coming alive conversations on it. And you can find out more about the books and my ministry. And on Instagram, I am coming alive Jen. So you can find me there. All right. Great. Or on Facebook as well. all right guys thank you so much for joining us for our conversation today and i'll talk to you guys next week i hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode i pray that you are leaving not only inspired and encouraged but also challenged through the story of the person who was on if you enjoyed today's podcast head over to apple podcasts or wherever you listen Leave a five-star review and rating so that other people can find this podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. And let's continue to share true freedom that God brings. I love each and every one of you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 